Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're back. What's up, people? Welcome back to the Gotham Abbey Show. Today, we're going to talk about Season uh, 3, Episode 7, Red Queen, briefly, then right back into Episode 8, talking about Blood Rush. Do me a solid. Bring your butts over here. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. We're just going to nod our heads to this. Yes. The originals are back. Minus one. <laughs> the lovely Mons. But today is just me and Steve chit-chatting. Guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of C- of Gotham After Show Season 3, Episode 7 slash 8, because we were not here last week. Due to Halloween festivities, I'm your guy, Michael Drew, you can find me on Twitter at Michael underscore Drew, Michael E-A-L, and I'm here with my, my good, good teammate and friend, Mr. Steve Kaufman. What's up, homie? Hey, thanks for having me. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman, that is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. We have a lot to talk about. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm, doing my, I'm doing my solo. You're just rocking out. Um, all right, guys, uh, <laughs> this was a phenomenal episode. Um, hey, it's good to see you. You know, we haven't been here for a little while. Yeah. You know, I mean, and let's just let's just let's just embody this. It feels good to be back in these. I know it's been like three weeks for me. It's. I think it's been. I've done one of the last four weeks. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about our attendance live on the yeah, air. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, let's talk about uh, this past weekend. I think we both we both had an interesting Saturday. Real quick, uh, we both went to Kevin Undergaro's fiftieth uh, birthday fiftieth birthday party. It was a nice shindig. It was fun. But while there, while there, I had a a quick and brief interaction with the insane Mr. Barnes himself. Well, as of today's episode, Mm. Michael Chiklis. He's a serious dude. He's a. I saw him over there. Like it was. It was a nice little shindig. You know, they're celebrities and after buzzers. Everyone's eating, drinking, liquor everywhere. And the moment I got in there, I saw him quickly. And you know. I got a little nervous, mm-hmm. only because you know I don't want to. I got it. a little inti- like he is intimidating. He's like an intimidating dude. He's uh, and 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 this is why I'm gonna say he really is intimidating because I I I after you know after about two drinks I got you know I got the liquid courage in me only because I don't want to bother him. Mm-hmm. So and I but I did anyway. So I approached him and I, and I said hi. I said I'm, we do the Gotham after show, and uh, we it somehow began as as a hey I'm a fan. Our show, you know, your character's mm-hmm. phenomenal. You know, trying to angle it like, hey, maybe, maybe we can talk about about uh, your character one day. And then, but it somehow led, took a, a right turn. This could have been the liquor in me. It took mm. a right turn where we started talking about sports, right? And this is why he's a real dude because he didn't he didn't play kid. He wasn't like, hey, oh, you like sports? I like sports. He got uh-huh. he got real on me. Like there was a point where I said where he because uh, he's from Boston. Mm-hmm. And I told him that, you know, I'm a Connecticut guy, but I don't like any of the Boston sports teams. And him, being a true Boston 
sports fan flipped that he over is, a table and punched you in the know, face. <laughs> he didn't flip right? the table, okay. <laughs> but there was like a there was like there was this face he made, like oh my god, <laughs> this guy. And then he just he just uh, told me straight up, like, what is it with you Connecticut guys? <laughs> You're from New England and you don't like sports. And then he like he kind of like a. Uh, it's like he read me my rights in like kind of betraying New England lore, and it, it was, it was cool, man. Like we had a nice little. He was he was really cool uh, with me, mm. but he was real. Like it was, like he was literally uh, chopping me down in terms mm. of sports, letting me know what it was. And his wife, he pointed to his wife, okay, because I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. He points to his wife, and she starts peeling off. Miami Dolphin members off of the 1972 Miami Dolphins. A- aside from the sports teams, uh, sports uh, members of the team that I already know, he she was peeling them off, <laughs> like naming members of the sports team that I didn't even know. And that was my little interview with Michael Jiggles. And then um, I tried thinking of the after show. I tried to veer it in our direction, mm-hmm. um, and I asked him about the show, and I asked him, you know, what's going on with the characters. I was trying to see if maybe I could get a spoiler or two. You know, I thought it, I thought it'd be cool if I brought, if I brought a nice little exclusive. Um, he's hard nosed. Yeah, that, dude and that wasn't anything. That went nowhere. Like yeah. he looked at me straight in my face, like, "Nah, <laughs> I'm not." No, um, but he did say this was before. This was Saturday. So this was before tonight's episode. He did say that the next two episodes, it's going to get crazy. That's all he said to me, and that's pretty much what we're seeing. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So when we watched tonight's episode, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is what he meant." Like he said, "Listen, next two episodes." It's gonna get crazy. That's all speaking, I got. For speaking you. of getting crazy, I'm pleading the fifth on anything about Saturday's party. Oh yeah, free but, liquor. Whatever. We'll do that. Whatever pictures are on social media, that's what happened. That's what I'll, <laughs> I will confirm. Everything else, free liquor. None of your business. It was a keg party. It was good. It was good stuff. Okay, so what we're gonna do is because we missed last week, we're gonna do briefly. We're gonna touch briefly on episode seven. Red Queen, and then we're really, we're really gonna get into episode eight because today's episode, man, tense. Yes, tense. All right. Uh, a couple people in the chat have been talking about how um, this episode's a lot better than last week's episode. I actually, I thought last week. I, I thought they're both great. I thought but they like, both good. I think you stack them up. This one, this one, it's because because Barnes, you, we're not into it yet, but Barnes kind of becomes Batman. He d- or becomes the. The Batman, the the hero, the city needs. And this city needs just literally somebody like I'm. I'm the law. I wish the uh, I wish I wish the kegger was this Saturday, <laughs> so I could have seen this episode first, and then had a conversation with him, and then be like, dude, you threw someone through a wall. Sorry, spoilers. All right, so episode seven, Red Queen. We'll cut. <laughs> we'll cut through it real quick. Uh, it's I guess it's pretty much after the whole Vicky Vale. Sorry. Back at it, Valerie Vale. Valerie Vale gets shot and wakes up in the EI ER. <laughs> she uh, she dumps Jim, and then Jim goes on his quest to find the Hatter. Uh, then he gets the powder thrown in his face, and then he hallucinates. I'm gonna cut through it real quick. Of if there's, course. Any, if there's no, anything that's... you want to talk about, if anyone in the chat, if there's anything you specifically want to talk about, episode seven, let us. know. I just want to jump right into the hallucination. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So well done. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she has a lot of costumes in that elevator. That it was so. That, that was, was so perfect good, for her. That was such a good back and forth. Yeah. Um, everything about that and like, kind of like a peyote trip. Where like mm-hmm. he had like a soul searching peyote trip where mm-hmm. he comes out of it and is just like, yep. Yeah. Um, I, I love Law and Daughter, <laughs> <laughs> and I want to be a cop again. Uh, did you see the now the the very very ending of it? Everything when he ended up with his father in the car, and then the ring came out. Mm-hmm. 
Now you'll see later on in that in, in episode seven when we see the, uh, the at the, the very end the woman that that meets uh, Cobblepot at the party. Yeah, she's having a, a meeting with another guy from who's part of the Court of Owls, mm-hmm. and he's he also has wearing... a ring. Is that is that the same ring that the father had? I believe it's not. It looked but very similar. It looked. It seemed likely that it is. I don't know. With Court of Owls, it's going to take all year. It's going to take seasons. But is it indicating that Jim Gordon could be the descendant of a of an original family of Gotham? I think we all kind of figured that. Did did we? I I just never thought he was like like his fam like he he could be part of his, of uh, his fam could be a part of essentially one of the, the five families of Gotham who, who started the Court of Owls. Possibly. I'm, I'm guessing that's what they're trying to indicate. That would get weird. I, but, but that's what. Yeah, that's what's on the that's what's on the table right yeah. now. All right, so yeah, that's pretty much what, that was pretty much Jim's story. All right, oh, and then at the very end, he he, he comes gets, back, he joins back. Well, and he gets saved by Doctor, um, not Falcone, Mario. Do- yeah, Doctor Mario. It's Mario Falcone. Is he actually just doc- he goes by Doctor Falcone? I would think so. I've never heard him. It's weird. I've never heard them say it. They keep calling him Mario. Yeah, they just keep calling him Mario. Maybe Doctor Mario, but um, <laughs> but he saves him. Reluctantly, or not reluctantly, because he's a fine doctor. Mm-hmm. But we find out he has a lot of angst over the Tetch situation, which yeah. is good. Weird. This angst carries over two episodes, so we can bring it up now. Yeah. Am I the only one who thinks everyone's acting pretty unreasonably to how Gordon handled that situation? Should he have said nothing? Well, I mean, well, I, I think I, I would figure that if I was Mario, I'd be happy that he tried to. That mean that would mean he doesn't like her anymore. Because he said to kill Lee. No, but then Lee made it clear. Lee made it clear, like, no, he said that so he wouldn't. Yeah, He but, knew that Tetch wouldn't kill whoever he said. But he didn't, like, Mario believes her. Why would he? But why is everyone getting past that logical fallacy of, oh, well, that's all stupid. Well, <laughs> That's I, all stupid. Tetch is the problem. Yeah. We should move on. Yeah, I think. Hey, I, you did what you had to do. Yeah. D- Say nothing next time. Maybe yeah. don't don't tell him to shoot my wife. Yeah, but I think I think Mario's just overcome with jealousy. So whatever happens, he just doesn't want to let it go. Like he's never been over the whole her and Mar- and uh, Jim thing. Mm-hmm. Like she he he just hasn't. I I don't think it, it doesn't really matter because he he went zero to a hundred really really fast. I mean, yeah, his, his lady got shot, but he yeah. was he wanted like he wanted this with with Jim. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a man thing. I guess. You, know what I mean? you got I got your lady. What's up? You know, it's a man thing, Steve. It is a man thing. I. It's... Oh, you used to date my girl? <laughs> oh, okay. So I guess this is what it is. Let's fight to the death for some reason. Let's fight for the death for for some reason. I mean, it sounds like a man thing. That is. It actually does thing. sound like a testosterone man You know man what? Thing. She loves me. Just in case. Even though she said she loves me, let me beat you up anyway in front of her. Just so I can feel good about myself. Um, Yeah. Uh... Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, okay. that was just that was just one thing I've noticed <laughs> right. for the past two episodes. Yeah, I that mean, like, okay, I think that's what it. Uh, I I don't I, God willing, never will be in such a situation. But I would imagine in the aftermath of such a situation, it wouldn't be how dare Jim pick a side when a homicidal maniac makes him pick a side. Yeah, where it's like, wow, that sucked for all three of them. I'm happy everyone's alive. Yeah, and um, let's move like. But why did he say this? Why did he say that? I don't know. He's faced with a homicidal maniac. We should be upset with the homicidal maniac first. Yeah, no. Maybe not. that says something about us as humans. That that more often than not, I think the humans would react to the non-homicidal maniac. 
yeah. in that situation. Well, I mean, I think yeah, humans are innately selfish with their own mm-hmm. their own needs. Um, aside from that, we then we also get pretty much the beginnings of the whole penguin enigma, uh, new Kringle Isabella love triangle. And I love, yeah. I love this. I really like. It. I like this too. Where we ended today led me a little confused. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, I thought uh, Cobblepot was just asexual, which he still can be. Yeah. That, but it seems more clear that it's like, no, I love you and I want yeah, he you. Wants him, yeah. I love you and I want you versus I love you and I just yeah. want you to know I love you. Although that would be really anticlimactic if he's just like, no, I killed your girlfriend. Because I wanted to just be able to say I love you without it being weird. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, it doesn't bother me that like he's fully committed. That mm-hmm. they've, they've they've gone and they've. Uh, I mean, cause, I mean, he could be, he could go both ways, uh, Penguin. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't the way he played the character, and he never really had like the only w- woman he had interaction with was a fish, but it was still in a way where it it always felt motherly. Yeah, you know. And it didn't. And when when the whole love thing with him and Riddler happened, it fit. It no, really did, it, it completely really fits. Fit. I just, I don't know. If if he does turn out to just be a homosexual character, yeah. I like exactly how they're playing it, yeah. which is no, I'm a homosexual. Yeah, no big. Yeah, well, yeah. I think that's how they're getting. And keep that's it. how and that's how they played. Yeah, that's how they're playing these characters in this universe already. That I I enjoy that because we're right around that part in television and media where that's not a big deal. Yeah. I think I think I think the only the only criticism it might have gotten is say like from uh, traditionalists of the comic were just like was he he wasn't gay in the comics but he never had anything in the comics he never had a he, no, his, he his, was, his sexual orientation was never discussed in general I mean he had penguin hands in the comics I know. Like so can, it doesn't really matter comics are very old <laughs> you know he used to he, I think he used to mate with penguins in real, you know, but, I but uh, did not read that issue yeah but it's just like so I mean I th- I, th- I thought it it matches. Uh, and I like the fact that they're making him chase Riddler, and it's very clear that Riddler's, Riddler doesn't swing that way. So, and, but I'm glad they're not shying away from that, and mm-hmm. that they're showing that, and that him. Well, and know, he's he's a character who, although they, he's been sympathetic the last couple of weeks, he's a ruthless, sometimes killer when he to get what he wants. Penguin or Riddler? Penguin. Yeah. That the fact that the fact that Nigma might not be gay does not seem to equate. And I like that. Does not seem is, to equate in Cobblepot's plan yeah. of just like, no, I don't care. I, I'll make you mine. Because yeah. he's insane. He's not supposed to think logically. Not at all. Yeah. So I, I, I like that. I like that they're not trying to, you know, because I'm glad they're not going to go try and go too PC. I like, mm-hmm. he's insane. He will try to force this guy to be his boyfriend. And I love that. Mm. He's crazy. Um, a couple, couple shout-outs for the chat. Alicia Malang, so happy the guy, so glad the guys are back in town. Hey, I'm glad you're listening, Mama. Uh, that's so swaggy's in our chat. Um, James Mirror Domains. That I should have caught that the first time. Gordon recognized Mario had to say his piece, though. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that scene. Yeah, because while we're pulling at that whole thread, I enjoyed yeah. that scene a lot. That it was just he he punched him. He said his piece. He punched him and was like, "What?" Yeah. Um. So with with Penguin Enigma, let's just r- wrap that part up. I mean, until we really get into episode yes. eight. So she pretty he Ping, Riddle, Penguin pretty much has set his his goal to break them up, but she accepts him, and, and it's, it's the first taste of her accepting him. We didn't realize how much she accepted him until like today's episode, but she accepts him, and Penguin's like, okay, 
I guess this is a little, I bit off a little bit more than I can chew, mm-hmm. but this chick don't know who she's messing with because I'm the Riddler and I'm, I'm a penguin and I'm insane. So, and then we round off with the, with the Hatter. Uh, he tries to, he tries <laughs> to kill the penguin and the, all of the, the main guys, uh, all the big, well, the founder's are, dinner, yeah. yeah, the founder's dinner and gets stopped by Barnes and then thrown in jail and Barnes, and he sees that in Barnes eyes, he's got, he yeah. sees Alice because yeah. well, he's going crazy. Well, and his eyes turn green. They turn green because Alice's eyes were green, so the, his the eyes. Vein, man, wasn't, well, the vein, effect. the veins too, but the eyes turn green, and that would—that's the dead giveaway that yeah. he's in Alice mode. Hashtag Alice mode. I know Alice mode. That right? just happened. I didn't um, have to workshop that or nothing. Uh, any quick thoughts on uh, on Bruce making having a nice little dinner date with Selena? That's cute. <laughs> I I like the and we saw from the previews for this week that next week we're kind of just picking that back up. Yeah. I like. I like that this show leaves so much on the table that they can. We've we've seen um, we haven't seen Fish Mooney in like three weeks. Good. I like I like I don't I don't mean good that like I didn't. No, like but like but, but there's like just so much. I, but I like you just it. leave so like Gotham is a city. The show yeah. the the city is a character. The city's always been a character of this show. And then to have such a big ensemble cast that you can literally just like yeah the courthouse we're gonna let you know about it episode two season three and like they'll come back. Maybe five times. It feels like an anthology. It's almost like an anthology, right? A little bit. Like more, like more and more, more things going on in the show, and, and the, uh, in the city. With and the it's definitely. Characters. I've people have been asking me about this show a lot recently because I think it's been getting a lot of buzz mm-hmm. this season in particular. And they've been asking like, where do I start? What's it about? Like, what can I expect? I say start season two. I tell them to start season two. Like they can start at season two, or yeah. even just pick up a random week. And this show is not incredibly difficult to follow. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I guess... Don't quote me on that. Everyone everyone listening to my voice now, I'm, I'm sure, has seen up till now. Or close to up till I mean, now. I think, every, I think every episode this season has been good enough that you still need to watch other episodes. But it's still good enough that you can follow it and it makes yeah. you want to... Backtrack. And it's such an homage to like old old cop shows too yeah. that I think there's a lot and of simplicity in, where you can just like nope I get it we're in the era of the binge mm. if you watch one good episode you're gonna be like you know what let me go back yep but it's it's crazy it's um it, you got you gotta be you gotta tread lightly on that there you go I was looking look, look, hard you got forward it. you got you gotta tread lightly on that only because the difference between season one and season two it's really a chasm. There is a definite chasm. You know, they, season, like one season one, they were playing it really, really safe, and it was semi boring. And they were, they were just, they weren't taking chances. Uh, season two and this season, they're just like, you know what, guys, this is our show. This strikes me as is, the show they've always wanted to do. Yeah, and that season so one, they, season one, they were playing it how they had to play it to get a season two. Yeah, and once they got season they two, they were just like fence, call it, well, bam. I, what I think it was, I think they were on the verge of being canceled because season one was was. I, I mean, I didn't know anyone who liked season one. You know, and then when season two started, I think if they kept going the way season one was going, that it was just it just it was slow. Yeah, it was the way season two was going. They just said, "Listen, man, we got to put all our eggs." It worked. So, all right, um, all right, season uh, episode eight, Blood Rush. Woo! Season uh, episode eight, Blood Rush. So we'll start with I guess Jim's and uh, Jim and Barnes. Oh, <laughs> huh. this was crazy. So Barnes sees a peculiar man driving a van, and he follows him. And then he catches him, and it turns out he's just, uh, he's the cleaner. Yeah. And he's eliminating a dead body. But I didn't expect, like, my hand, I was, my nails were going in my hands, I was in my, uh, in my skin, because I didn't think Barnes would, Barnes, like, he went, he hulked out on him. Yeah, and I like it. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I like it too, but I didn't think, I didn't think he'd 
literally snapped, literally snapped someone's head off. No, yeah, this he was, took his he he decapitated him. But with the editing and the sound design and everything was played so well in this scene, and to put Barnes in the position he is is just perfect because yeah. he this is Mister so Law and well, Order. Yeah. Like they always talk a lot. Because yeah. I always spoke a lot last season since since we've seen Barnes that I'm like there's there's a there's a shady past. Mm-hmm. No one's that clean. There's a shady past. And what we're learning is like, no, he's a Boy Scout. He's a literal Boy Scout. True moral north. Mm-hmm. Arrest the guy. Let the system handle it. I know. Except this week. When I, real quick call back to when I said I met the guy. I brought <laughs> up to him and I said, you know, we were betting on if you were going to die soon. Because you're not the kind of... Like you're a big actor. Were so, you were you honest with him? Yeah, I was like, we thought you were gonna die. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Y'all thought he was. I was the only one who was like, he will Listen, always man. wind up in the hospital. He was, will always get shot. Yeah, Doctor Bar- Barnes will never die. I said, Doctor. Yeah. I meant Captain. I was two drinks in though. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Those drinks were strong. So, uh, but I was two drinks in, and I was telling him that like, hey, I, like we didn't think you'd. I, I mean, I thought like you're just gonna be. A, uh, I was shocked that you're even on the show because I thought you. I, I didn't know if you were a mainstay, if you were a guest star, or what. And to see that you've made it this far, and he was like, uh, "This would you." There was always a plan for it to be more. Ooh. And now you're gonna see it. Ooh. And that's when he. Said, it's clear. Yeah, he said. He said. He said. When when he came, they had a big plan to that it was gonna uh, that is gonna get crazier and crazier. And, and the big plan said, seems to seems to have been mm-hmm. make him the law and order. Like pretty much seems to be going into play right now. That like. Establish him as just the like one hundred percent by the book cop. Well, I think it, I think I think it was a setup in a way because Jim was the first one to do that. Yeah, and then he accepts Jim back, and he was so judgmental towards Jim. And I mean, of course, he he has drugs in him, so that's why he's doing it. But now he's going to become like a worse version. Yeah. of Jim. Well, to be fair, this whole the first episode of this show dealt with that. That what happens if you're a rookie cop and you're by the book rookie cop. And by the end of the show, it's literally he's meeting Falcone and framing a murder and like doing a lot of dumb stuff. <laughs> That's and like, true. That like that was that was how we dealt with Jim Gordon. And the yeah. idea was Nathaniel Barnes came up through a time where you could be by the book and chose to be by the book, and now he's the captain, and he's just this he's just this by the book warhorse. And it it got to a point where all of us were like, well, I mean, when does that shoe drop? Whose whose pocket is he in? Yeah. What? It, that it got to a point of like, nope, he's just, he's just a, a guy who's by the book, middle of the like, captain. So he's like middle management in that power structure and just drinks. Yeah, <laughs> drinks. Things get bad and he drinks. He's like, man, that sucks. That sucks. We'll get him again. And then, yeah, and, uh, and then so Barnes decapitates the guy. Um, and they find the body. No, wait, they didn't get to the current crime scene yet. So he decapitates the guy, and then we go. I guess we'll, we go to to Lee real fast, and she's setting up the wedding with Mario, and Mario. Uh, she tells Mario that Jim is coming to work. Jim's coming <coughs> to work, and you know Mario. You can see the trepidation, like we were talking mm-hmm. about before. You can see the trepidation, but he's like, "Hey, I trust you, baby. I trust you." We know he don't trust him. Then we go to Jim. Jim makes it back to work. Jim's first day back, and they go right to the crime scene. I like this a lot. Let's just crisscross. The whole way up. Yep. He shows up to the, uh, and they find the mutilated body. You, you were having a tough time with all this. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I, I, I was, I, I was in shock that Barnes did it, because I didn't think he'd do it. Mm. You know what I mean? I didn't, because, like, I, I like, I knew the, the, uh, 
it was going through him like the 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 uh, the venom was making him go insane but i didn't think he would go like he he mauled his face then tore he decapitated the yeah. guy that was tough and, and then you said you saw the body parts it was tough I mean, this show gets you know no, this is gruesome. gruesome. This is this show gets really gruesome. It was like soups gruesome for eight p.m. Yeah, it's really gruesome. It's all had soups. <laughs> Guys, soups is not cool anymore because I just said it. Jeez, shut it down. Shut I can it. shut. I can shut down words. It's over. Soups. Um. So then Jim shows up, and then you know they go over the crime scene. And Barnes, while they're doing this, Barnes goes to see the Hatter to see if he can get some info because Barnes probably can't live with himself right now he's really dealing with it tough and the Hatter just toys with him mm. and, he, and he and he knows he's like I know you've done something you regret because you came to see me mm-hmm. so what is it tell me and you know Barnes doesn't tell him everything and then the Hatter just tells him you're gonna die the only way to get rid of it is if you die or if you just give into it right that's essentially what he yeah, said yeah give in to her is what yeah, he said because the blood is her and Barnes vows not to he vows to make it right Right, and then Jim. While this is going on, Jim has his first awkward inter interaction with Lee. Uh, and you know they just she they they talk about the engagement, and then she just you know they just talk about the the crime, and they talk about the crime. I just, I love their little interactions. Hmm. It's crazy. No, it's very crazy. Like, I'll just bring it up now. Do we think they're getting back together? Well, that's a two-part question. Do we think Mario is evil? No, he's going to turn evil. He's going to turn evil. Yeah, um, I could buy that. I think they're going to do something they regret. Like while she's still with Mario, she's going to sleep with Jim. Mario's going to find out, and that's going to be the uh, "I'm taking over the Falcone" <laughs> name. Oh, he has the face. He has rage. No, he to definitely him. has the, the he rage. Ha- he has some rage in him. The rage face. I could see him trying to be a uh, uh, baby Falcone. I mean, that'd work. So, hashtag, uh, hashtag Baby Falcone. Hashtag Baby Falcone. So Jim and Barnes, Barnes struggling with the virus. Um, he tells Bullock what happened. You know, and then he refuses to, like, I like how they see him. You just see the voices. Now they're creeping in Barnes's head. And he and he pretty much takes over the case, I guess, to cover his own tracks. Mm-hmm. And he just, and he kind of loses it on on Jim. Like, hey, I make the rules. You're back. I still make the rules. And now his goal is to find out where Toad is, the name that was given to him. Hmm. That's a that's a fitting name once we met the guy. Yeah. Definitely a Toad face. He did look like a Toad. Did you think he looked like... I didn't think he looked like a Toad, actually. I he, he, looked, he had some lips going. I thought he was going to be a little more, uh, I don't know, sheepish and scared. He looked like a bruiser. I didn't think that was going to happen. I well, thought. it was about his face. It wasn't about him. <clears throat> him. If you're like a mid-level, a mid-level underworld guy. Oh, yeah? Is that how it works? You got them? Me, you got you to be... It'd be somewhat tough. It's like a step above. It's like two. It's anarchy, but like two dials towards democracy is what Gotham is. Touche. Um. So then Barnes shows up to a shady bar, and speaking of said guy, he interacts with Toad, and then beats the dog crap out of him. Hmm. Beats him like he stole something from him. Beats him <laughs> like no, no. He he proceeds to beat the crap out of him and breaks the breaks the glass almost. Uh, carves up his face. That was uh, this scene was I'll, awesome. But see, and I, I, this is why I think they they uh, with the the murder that Barnes committed in the beginning. I felt like they set up this this scene well because of what he did in the beginning. I really thought I thought he was gonna peel the skin off his face like a bottle cap. I, 
I mean, it's still 8 p.m. I don't, th- I don't think it'd make that much. I don't think it'd make that noise. I think it'd be more like squish. Would, yeah. But you know what I mean. It would definitely be a little. Would you, uh, it'd be a, uh, a little worse. <laughs> but he gets answers and he tells him where to go. But he almost kills him. And he put pretty much he puts him in his trunk. Puts him in his trunk, takes him to this doctor. Yes. Um, I would like to see a webisode about this doctor who, like, sells faces. I actually think... Does he do the kidnapping? That's what I'm curious about. I think... I th- yeah, I don't know. I, th- I really wonder, does that doctor do the kidnapping? I'm guessing high-end uh, individuals go to him, and then they probably... The, the person's probably kidnapped. And, and then give it to him after... after so you, do you think Toad... Do you think the Toad does the kidnapping and the cleaning? No, I no. feel like he'd have to be... No, that's a full service. Yeah. I... Hey, if you're if if it's, hey, if it's pricey, it's Doctor Simon, it's gotta be, if you survived that fall, yeah, I will jump into my TV, and I will take down Toad, who's yeah. probably still in Barnes's trunk. To be fair, I'll be I'll be full service. Yeah, I will do both the kidnapping mm-hmm. and the body aciding. Yeah, full service because you seem to have lost all your vendors. Yeah, yeah, it's Gotham. It's cool. Yeah, that's how it works. It's TV. It's also cool. I can just do that. Yeah. No, I I, I would hope Toad would be full service. Uh yeah, so that's probably what it was, and um, then he proceeds. <laughs> they didn't get too too much into it, but they do get into Barnes beating the dog crap out of him, and I, I love it. I love how every time he meets these villains, and this is why I was enjoying Barnes a lot this episode. Every time he meets these bad guys, they're always so cool and collected because he's a cop. Every single time, they're just like, "Hey, you can't touch me," and then you always see. I like seeing the that twinge of fear change when once they realize, "Oh, this guy doesn't give a damn," and then he just beats the crap out of them. Huh. He just beats, but. And, you know, and then it, it ends with you thinking he's going to do the same thing to the surgeon. He's going to kill him. He's going to murk him. Get rid of him. I do. I did enjoy that they didn't make it so by the numbers. What do you mean? That like at the beginning of the episode, he rages out and kills somebody. Mm-hmm. Then he makes it into the bar, rages out, almost kills somebody. Yeah, they set the tone. Then that somebody leads him to a pretty big fish of a criminal, rages out, ultimately arrests him. Yeah. Like, that he doesn't fully turn until the very end of the episode. You can see him, he's, he's fighting it, you know? But that we kind of start it where, we kind of start where we begin. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but, start where we end. Yeah, and it's, but, but where, he kind of ends somewhere different. Because the way he feels after well, the he, second, the second kill is a lot different than the way he feels after the first well, kill. Well, no, because he gives in. Yeah. He's given, he's given in that, nope, I have a superpower now. Yeah, essentially. Like, I just have a power, I'm going to use it for how I feel within my ideology, although his ideology changed, and we it's been made very clear through exposition that all the rats in the second test, by the end of it, there was nothing left of who the rats were Yeah. in the test, which, hashtag Gotham rats. Yeah, so, um, Barnes ends up bringing in the surgeon, because it hasn't taken over him yet. And he says he doesn't he doesn't connect them to Polly Penny's the guy he ended up killing at the beginning, but he kind of leaves an indication as if he's going to turn himself in later. That's kind of what we went for. We also saw his will last week. Yeah, we saw like he prepared his will last week. Oh like, yeah, he did prepare. His it's will very last week. clear that like he's in his mind like okay, I'm, I'm this is forcing me to go against all my ideologies. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. I'm going yeah. to have to turn myself in. I'm going to have to stop being. It was like he was. It was setting up his suicide. 
Well, that scene with the gun, I think we were both thinking it. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought that's what was going to happen. Where we're like, oh wow. That, that, but that's on the, the, also, that's Barnes has a tiny gun compared to the rest of him. <laughs> I wonder if he has a smaller gun or he's just a just, he just such a man. I think it's a combination of both to just make him look like he just uses what's there. Whatever shoots, baby. Big, I mean, small bullets hurt. <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> Big, small. Um, I liked how they were, the writers did a good job of showing like the the dichotomy of where he where everyone's going <laughs> because he's. You, they really made it look like he's he would rather kill himself than go off the deep end. So the ending was a really big, big payoff. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we then cut quickly to the engagement party. Very quickly, Qu- quickly they have the, the nice little corny speeches, little uh, upper echelon like <laughs> I told her this and then she denied me, but she's the one for me. <laughs> oh, it was very, very white bread. Cats are cats are clearly yeah. I men. didn't I didn't get like cats are cats are girls and dogs are men. I, I don't well because I, I think it's the argument is. It's dogs a weird. Are, dogs are more like guys, and cats are more like girls. Which like, isn't even true, it's but true. it's but they're both species. They both have male and female as a species. Yeah, but I mean, cats are clearly demeanor. Well, cats are clearly more like men. Uh, yeah, they're like emotionally unavailable. Yeah, that's they do their own thing. People people fawn over them. Yeah, like, like yes, they I expect pe- but but they expect people yeah. to fawn over them. Dogs um, are appreciative. There's a comedian who does this way better that I'm just kind of paraphrasing. There's a comedian who does a really good cats versus dogs. Cats are men, dogs are women. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was... Anywho. It's... I don't know that's real interesting, but they've also not known each other for very long, and they're already having an engagement party. I know, right? So, yeah. That should... That, that right there should have told them they were made, made for each and other. And she's a doctor cop. Yeah. I'd never really heard that said out loud. I'm like, wow, she is a doctor cop. Oh, she said, they said a doctor cop? Well, no, he said that she's a doctor, and she works for the GCPD. And I'm like, doctor cop. Doctor Cop, hashtag Doctor Cop. Um, Barnes meets while at this party. Barnes meets. Uh, oh, first Lee meets Barbara. Yeah, oh, this Barbara. was oh, this was awesome. Yeah, Barbara uh, hijacks her way in with one of her many dates, and uh, and, and uh, asks Lee, "How does she like? Is she really over Jim? And does she miss the rage? You know what I mean? The light and dark of him." I just do want to say this must have been high honor for. Not necessarily Lee, but Lee's engagement party. Mm-hmm. That it would have to have been one of the top three parties that night for Barbara to show up. Like I, I'm just gonna speak for yeah. Barbara. Barbara does not show up to week parties. I mean, it, it was Falcone. I, I would. I heard Falcone throw some week parties. No, I'm just. Saying, <laughs> I heard they're Falcone, not all great. Like, I hear Falcone, that used to be his city. Some of them are real. Some of them were real weak. Like, he was big dog on campus. Yeah. I went to a poker tournament he hosted once. Not great. Um. <laughs> uh, Hot dogs, hamburgers, nothing special. Yeah, but she, but they, I like their little back and forth. But speaking of Falcone, Falcone then meets Barnes. We have a lot of interactions with individuals who have nice little back and forth. It was a nice little party scene. Yeah. Nice little, just like a town hall party scene, like get everyone mixing in with everybody else. Yeah. Bar- Barnes uh, sees Falcone, and, you know, he has his little holier-than-thou talk with him, like, you're bad, I'm good. This was real interesting because Barnes, at that moment, sipping that drink... I guess he had come to terms with his personal ideology so much that he's like, I'm going to come to this party. I'm going to come to this party out of respect for Lee, and I'm probably going to turn myself in, like, tomorrow or the next day. Yeah. 
So, like, that speech, he was still completely emboldened with that speech to Falcone that he was like, no, these are my personal ideologies. Mm-hmm. I believe in them so much that I slipped, and I'm going to own up to it. And I'm like, uh, that's... Until he turns around. Well, yeah. Until, until he turns around and sees... <laughs> the surgeon. And I think it was also that he did one bad thing, so he was trying to, like, make up for it by doing, like, three good things. And then he was going to turn himself in and be like, I don't deserve this anymore. Yeah. It would have. It was incredibly true to his current ideology if he wasn't chemically altered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he sees a surgeon, um, and while he sees a surgeon, he follows him. And at the mean, same time, Jim shows up to the engagement party because he knows the surgeon's there, too. Because the surgeon... I forgot to say, got got let go. And apparently mm. he got let go, and the first thing he decides to do is go to an engagement party. Why not? Well, I, I have a feeling mm. if you're... And it was Judge Bam Bam, who we've yet to meet. Yeah. Judge Bam Bam issued it immediately, and we learned that Judge Bam... We've always known Judge Bam Bam's a dirty judge. So it's led to assume that he's connected in the, the, high, the high end of the underworld. Mm-hmm. Or the Gotham elite, if you will. So it's a mat... It's... If you will... If you will, yeah. that it would be definitely he's definitely connected in that sense that going to jail for a minute's probably just a minor inconvenience to a guy like him. Even if the cop roughs him up. Yeah. Which is funny. I, I, I figured with all that pull, he would then get Barnes fired, which wouldn't really matter because Barnes would step down the next day. Yeah. Well, well, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim shows up, and then he gets, I guess he, he kind of gets called out by Mario, and Mario wants to have a talk with him, because he's not happy he's at the engagement party. They have a little one-on-one, and now he threatens Jim. He tells Jim, don't touch my girl, or or if you hurt her, I'm going to kill you. And then he gives them one. He gives them a quick right hook, and he hits him good. Mm. He socked him. For a doctor, he has a good right hook. Great point in the chat, actually. That's Please. so swaggy, and... L a y d i Diaz lady. It's probably Lady Diaz. Okay, Lady. I don't. L a i d i. L a y d i. Lady. That would be. I just Lady. We'll go with Lady. L e y. Um, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk spelling for at least four minutes. No, um, Jim will make him evil. Jim makes everyone evil. It's or and then somebody above that said Gotham made Gotham makes villains. That's how Swaggy says again that Gotham makes. Gotham tends to make villains, but like a lot of people, Jim Gordon encounters tend to become villains. Yeah, like Batman. And then uh, Baby Falcone. Baby Falcone, yeah. So uh, that's probably what's going to happen to Falcone. That's that's. I'll, I'll just say that's my uh, prediction now. Um, Falcone hits him with the right hook, and Jim lets him go. He says, "You you owe me that. I'll I'll let you slide." See, because Jim, he's a man. He understands. He's like, and why am I gonna? What am I gonna do? Beat you up? Because he could. Yeah, I mean, let's be let's be real. Well, Jim Cook. I don't know. We've never seen Falcone fight. He could have been uh, trained in the elite arts of mob fighting. Of mix. I don't know. The Falcone Falcone Senior wasn't really like a fighter either. Yeah, like, but he, he was, grew up with money. He could have been taking MMA classes. You know all these all these cats with money. Like uh, he looks like he's in shape. Uh, Jim Gordon's a scrappy dude. Yeah, true. He's also a cop. Like <laughs> yeah. Bullock is also like there. Yeah. So, uh, all right, so he, he punches him, and in the meantime, so then they go back to trying to look for the surgeon. In the meantime, Barnes finds him in the bathroom and just, let's just get right to it, proceeds to beat the dog crap out of him, and hawks out and throws him through the wall. Like, I thought he was just going to slam him. He throws him through the wall to his death on the outside. I, I love that it, 
in my heart of hearts, I thought that this was going to happen in the middle of the party. No one would stop him. Yeah. And then Falcone just walks over and just says something. Says something real. Guess we're even now. I guess we're the same person now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I would have loved something like that. And we're probably still going to get that yeah. in the next two weeks where Falcone is... Falcone gets to be smug of just... Because I actually love Falcone's ideology this entire run of Gotham. Because he strikes me as one of the few people who knows about the Court of Owls. Mm-hmm. That he's like, I'm just... I'm just somebody trying to carve out my slice of the pie and make things best for me and mine. And once I reach that level, I'm going to try my best to make things not terrible for everyone else. But now he's retired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he chose not to. Well, then then my my analysis of the socio-political climate of Gotham <laughs> slowed <laughs> us all to, slowed us down <laughs> completely. Yeah, well... <laughs> That didn't happen. Instead, uh, I mean, I want him to kill him in front of everybody too. But yeah, I thought that would have been. I, th- I thought that was what was going to happen. But instead, he he kills him. Well, but here's the. I and, think, but, and he was so secretive about it. But I think what would happen. I think part of him owning it, if you will, or letting it affect him, would be at the beginning of the episode. He shows up just doing cop things. Well, actually, he wasn't on duty. But if you're a cop, you're a cop. Shows up and then just gets into a rage and like tears somebody head somebody's head off. Don't you find it crazy? That uh, no one, no one's walking into the bathroom and is like, "Yo, there's a hole in the wall." Ah, rich people don't. They rich don't care, people, right? Rich like, people oh, look at the decor. The rich people don't use the bathroom. Oh yeah, they that's just, they walk around with uh, what's the, that? they just catheters. Yeah, yeah, they just walk around. Rich with the people. Catheters. That's all the rage among the Gotham elite is just catheters. The catheters. Um, but I will. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. All right, so uh, so Jim then sees Barnes and Barnes. The, like we said before, the exact opposite of how he was after his first um, tr- jump into murder. He's completely calm, calculated. He's completely let the darkness right um, go over him, and he is like, "Oh, he and he does a quick, nice little shot out." I don't know if that was done on purpose. He has a nice little Judge Dread moment. Yep, where he's like, "I am the law. I'm the judge," and then he pauses. Then jury executioner. Yeah. But I was like, and now he's fully he's he's the executioner now. Like he's that guy. Yeah, it's. Necessary yeah. for this for him, he feels that way, and he tells James that like, we're gonna we're gonna clean this city up, and then uh, apparently he didn't he didn't kill the surgeon uh, good enough because as soon as Jim goes outside he sees the <laughs> he finds the surgeon he, says Barnes and it sets up this perfect showdown I know this perfect Gordon Barnes showdown that at the pace of this show will happen all within next week I know um does this mean Barnes won't make it through the season? That's a prediction, and we still have one more time. Okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, no, hey, watch yourself now. We ain't, we ain't there yet. All right, so, uh, all right. Let's get into Let's that. All, this is my favorite part of the, this is my, this was my favorite part of the day, uh, this week's episodes. So, Nigma, the, the, the love triangle. Nigma, Kringle, slash Isabella, and, uh. And, um, that butler. And Penguin. I Wait, not the, the, not the dude who cut her brakes. I. <laughs> oh yeah. I th- I thought that he had. I thought they felt something. Okay. Remember, uh, I was reading too much into it. I like how how Nigma has, how he knows how to smooth smooth now. Like he's he's got a lady. He's making her breakfast. Um, and she's going to a librarian conference, which sounds all the way. That sounds made up. That I sounds know. completely made up. That is. There's are that's, no librarian conferences, are there? That's. 
I should have Googled it. By I know. Now. There's no ways a librarian conference. Um, and she she wears Kringle's glasses, and it sets him off. Well, I mean, his handshake. But she sees it. I mm. love. I love how she sees everything. And and there, you can't like. It's not like with Kringle when she found out who he really was. She freaked out. He killed her. Mm-hmm. Isabella finds out who she really is. She freaks out. Digest it, understands it, and is like, I love you too. Maybe I'm crazy. And this, I think, is, okay, did ahead. you want them to date like for a week before any of this happened? Like, I understand it's Gotham and things move, nah, move fast. Let's go. Things move fast. Where it's just like they met, they met, they talked all night, they're in love. Because remember how mad we were when they got rid of Kringle? We were so mad. We were upset. And now, like, and now, when I found out, when I saw her come back, I'm so happy. Like, Kringle, him and Kringle were so good together. I, and, and we kind of thought, didn't we? We used to think that they were going to turn into a duo like that. That would be so cool. But that's what we thought. Remember, that was our initial. Like me, we felt like they lost an opportunity in making them like a, kind of like a, not a Bonnie and Clyde, but a crazy duo. Like him turning her crazy with him. Yeah. And then them being crazy together, and then her dying and something like that. And then we kind of got that with Isabel because Isabel was exactly. clearly crazy. Think the writers are watching us? Hmm. Think the writers are watching us? The writers? That might happen. Think that? Huh? But Isabella is clearly crazy. I had some nitpicks with this. Okay. First off, it's the same actress. Yeah. And it's Gotham, so we're immediately like, says so they're clone. Mm-hmm. We're immediately like, is it a clone? This happened the same episode as the plastic surgeon who's literally taking faces. That, that, and, that, and you did jump on that. That I was like, is this really like Court of Owls or something? Yeah. To mess with Nigma created a second Kringle, and mm-hmm. then drug do- that seemed too much work, so that's not it. But you bring the actress actress back for I guess three weeks to um, kill her again. Well, we don't know if she's dead. I mean, she got hit by a train. No, there's no way. Well, I mean, it depends on what they do. Because as we did see in this scene, he does talk to Kringle through hallucinations, and he is prone to hallucinations. No, no, they're bringing that actress back a lot. Yeah, so if she does, if she doesn't make it as Isabella, she can... She can come back as Kringle. As Kringle. But I hope or, not yet. Don't, or or there's killing her, yo. <laughs> Or there's like seven Kringles in Gotham. They just keep bringing her back as another one. Like that, Wouldn't that be crazy? That would be crazy. Also, quick note, to any of you who are in Isabella's situation... And your brakes don't work, and you're heading heading towards turn a train. The, turn the damn car. No, you speed up. You beat the train. She yeah, was headed thing, downhill. The thing was already down. She can. The she thing. She the thing's, know, the thing's built to break. Yeah, but she didn't know how how close the train was because on on what both, else is on, you, on both sides it was, there were mountains. There there was a. Let me rephrase. The second you realize your brakes don't work. Try something else. If you think you can slam into the mountain to the right and it'll stop your car, do that. If you think you can outspeed the train in front of you, do that. Or jump out. She didn't do that either. I know. She just said, oh dear. But we don't know. But we don't know. She was on the train. The train was coming from the driver's side. Jump out wouldn't have been smart. Well, we'll find out. I bet you she jumped out. Executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL's. Ooh. To thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram. 
at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals. Else do we have? We have uh, so. Many- uh, so the Penguin shows up to 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 do this to Isabella and just and he like relishes it. He's like, "It's done, Mama. You done? Hit the bricks. <laughs> Hit the bricks. He's my man now." <laughs> and Isabella, at first, she's hit by it, and then she's just like, "No, I love him. Our love is great." Like she's full on. She she names everything Nick was going through. It's like he thinks he's gonna kill me because I look like Kringle, but I accept that. I don't care. I love him. Holy hell. I feel like she could have figured that out in that scene. Which scene? The the very the scene where she put on the glasses and he just oh. like bugged out. I'm like, oh I yeah, mean, yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that, but it's just the fact that she's accept. It's not the fact I that mean, she figured it out. But you've she's known accepting. him like thirty. I mean, you've known him like thirty hours. How much else could you possibly know about him other than that he killed his girlfriend? And she's down. And that you look like his girlfriend. Yeah. And then she refuses, and she un- and she says she understands him, and she stays, and he is pissed. But you know. This shows you how good of friends he is with And them. then she dresses up like Kringle. Yes. And that's creepy. So She's into some, some weird stuff. I know. That's why it's, be- it's beautiful. She a freak. Uh, for a freak, though. A freak for a freak. <laughs> um, Riddler shows up to try and break up with her, and she comes out dressed exactly like Kringle. Damn. And then she makes him choke her. And then they get nasty. Wasn't that a great scene? Um... Because I, really, I didn't think Riddler had it in him. Like, Riddler just like, now he's a man he, now. I thought he was going to choke her. I know. I thought we were just going to live relive that whole thing. No. That would have been corny. I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah. He, he, like, he, he kisses her, and then, and, they, and then they just probably have insane homicidal. <laughs> you were about to say. <laughs> no, no. I was about to say homicidal. Insane, insane homicidal intercourse. Homicidal, suicidal, death-defying. Yeah. Genocidal sex. Yeah. Fornicating. <laughs> You know what I mean? Everywhere, all over the riddles. I wonder if they're like saying riddles. Wasn't that her house? Did they move in already? She no. was at his house. That no. was whose house no. was he at? I think that was her house. No, because he lives at the mayor's mansion. Well, that riddle was getting solved that night. No, that's her house because ah. he lives at the, he lives at the mayor's mansion because that's where they dropped him off after he got out of Arkham. Okay. Also, within this timeline, he's been out of Arkham like two weeks. He's living this. He out of Arkham. Got a brand new girlfriend that looks like his dead girlfriend, and she accepts him for being crazy, and they have crazy sex. Nigma is living he, his best he's, life. He's on fire right now. In this moment. Fire. So, I was going to say something, but I'm going to wait. Um, ah. So, he tells he tells Penguin, Penguin is pissed, and then Penguin pretty much ind- indicates that he, he his guy comes in saying that, you know, you did you did the thing for me, and it, he... He clips the wire. He clips her brakes. And then we see her drive towards the train. And she says, oh, dear. And then we just cut away. Uh, I'm thinking... Actually, I'm not going to say anything. I'll wait for it. Uh, Anything else you want want to say? No, I think we're we're ready for the... Predictions! For the things. There you go. When you raise your hand... You're after Buzz TV. Come. Predictions. Come to me, Predictions. Um, let me let me go first because I have it's been so Bring long it. since I've been here with my lovely panel on this damn after show. Okay, first thing first. On ta- speaking of Nigma and Penguin, I'm gonna say that I don't think she's dead. Okay, I think she's going to live, but I do think he will kill her. Okay, just not today. He's gonna get her. Mm. Riddler's gonna find out. 
and then we're going to have an, then they're going to become rivals. And I am very excited for a potential Riddler Penguin feud. Hmm. Riddler branches off, starts his own crime syndicate. Um, and then he goes against Penguin. I think that's better fueled if she's dead and he finds out. Yeah, he'll, he'll kill her down the line. I don't no, kill no. Kringle yet. Don't kill, I mean, Isabella yet. Not again. I'm going to take the opposing view. Oh, here we go. I think she dead. Okay. I think she dead. They're going to keep bringing the actress back in flashbacks. And if they really want to do it, you have fair license to just recast that actress. Oh. She's, she's um, what name have they not used in a while? Amy. She's Amy something now. It would be interesting if what you said before. She works about, in a like, bookstore. How they have multiple clones. If it's the, every time she dies, oh, a new clone comes. That would be kind of crazy. <sighs> and, it, and it'd be the Court of Owls doing it. That would be insane. The Court of Owls through Doctor Strange. That just Yeah. That would be insane. That they just keep the, every. I mean, they got, they got a couple of Bruce Waynes. Uh, um, what else you got? So, okay, it could be that. I, I don't think so. I think, I think she's alive. next. I hope so. Next week. Um, and she's going, she's not going to tell Riddler, but she's going to know a Cobblepot set her up to die. And she's going to, now she's going to go out of war with Cobblepot and she's going to try and eradicate Cobblepot from Riddler's life. Interesting. I think she did. What else? But like everywhere else, we're going to see the cat bat. Oh, the cat. What was it? We're going to see the cat bat Ivy. Yeah. I, I have nothing on that. Okay. I mean. I mean, I mean they're, just, they're just giving them something to do. It's good. Well, we're going to, you know. I'm still clone, kind of, There's still, still clone, clone is still out yeah, there. I'm still waiting for them to grow up. Um, it's going to be Barnes Gordon. Um, I'm just going to predict, I think Barnes Gordon. You think next week's Barnes' last episode? I don't think it's his last episode. I think he goes to jail. Maybe yeah. he goes to Arkham. And then you can just kind of bring him out of yeah, Arkham. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I also yeah. think he's going to get shot real bad and live. Because that's the Barnes I know. <laughs> the man will not die. That's the Barnes I know. He don't die. Um, um, what do we think about the Penguin Court of Owls situation? Are they going to let him run that city? Because they run that city. Well, they, what they what in episode seven, Red Queen, they indicated that they're watching him. Yeah. They're watching him. She feels that he's always going to be a criminal. In a tone that leads me to believe that they want the mayor to not be a criminal. They might... Are you thinking? I was thinking that maybe she might want to bring him into the fold, but he might not be able to be held on a leash. That's what she mean. That yeah, that what she meant. Okay. I think they're gonna. Um, I think Nigma finding out that Isabella was killed by Penguin will happen right at the same time that Penguin gets brought into the fold for the for the Court of Owls. So now Penguin, who this entire series has been like trying to grab power everywhere he could finally realizes he was a rat in a maze mm. and the court of owls ultimately runs everything yeah and then enigma comes and tries to get that power and that Peng- like it'll be uh i loved you i loved you how could you do this to me how could you do this to her i'm gonna take everything you hold dear and then enigma is like i got nothing <laughs> the power i thought i have i don't even have hmm. all right and that'll be an interesting saga um lee's not gonna get married Baby Falcone's gonna take over. Gonna take over the mantle. Yep. And then he's gonna try. He might become mayor by the end of the se- by the end of by this summer. I think that's gonna be my wild speculation. I'm thinking 
this season. Sorry, did I cut you off? Were you about to say something? I'm just going to say that uh, Mario Falcone is going to become mayor by the end of this season. Okay. All right. Interesting. Um, this is subject to change, but I'm leaning toward because there's a whole hell of a lot of season to go. But by the well, you know what? Let me not say by the end of the season because I keep judging this show like other shows. When I say by the end of the season, next thing you know, it happens by episode 13. That happens a lot. Uh, there, I'm predicting Falcone takes over, Mario takes over, Riddler breaks off from Penguin, and Penguin has his 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 like mini mob. So those three will be will be separate, but all going at each other. Mm. You know what I mean? I also think Baby Bruce is going to leave the show and come back older. I don't want him to. I, I just think it would make more sense if Bruce Wayne left Gotham like at a certain the, like point actor, to like yeah, but I like the kid actor. Though. Like, but like if he if he left the show for a couple episodes and like trained at the same dojo that Alfred trained at, yeah. like I'd be okay with it. Like I I just want to go to Taiwan and like train where you trained. <laughs> I'm assuming Alfred trained yeah. in Taiwan. I, mean, I don't yeah. know where my why my I'm cool with doing that. But they should they should bring back the same actor. Before I wanted to bring back an older actor, but I like this kid. He's I think he's a good Bruce Wayne. He looks like him, and I like the way he acts. He's a good actor. Mm. No, I think all the kids. No, are good I like actors. him great. Yeah, I like. I just, I want him to come back in season four, like, ready to take back his city, his birthright. Yeah, as a found as a descendant of, the founding families. I want that too. That he's he was complaining about. He was complaining about Selena Kyle standing him up. He stood up the founding families. That's true. He had to have been invited to that dinner. That's true. But you, yeah. but you had a hot date, a hot middle school date, a hot late date. Yeah. All right. Um, anything, anything else you want to? No, I think to we I think we wrap that up. All right. Well, guys, that is it. We're back. Thanks for having us. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm Michael Drew. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Michael underscore Drew. Michael E A L. Steve. You guys can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That's K A U F M A N N. My Harry Potter improv team is playing the Perky Nerd in Burbank this Sunday, the fourteenth. Mm. Don't it'll I'll retweet the link. I'm gonna pin that. I'm gonna pin the link. Tickets are still available now. Get them while they're still available. Yes. Oh, also youtube.com slash afterbuzz TV. Like us, subscribe, share, iTunes, same thing. Uh, holler at your boy. See you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterbuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of Afterbuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, do not necessarily reflect the views of Afterbuzz TV or its owners or principals.